welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. Our listener support campaign continues. And you can support the show on a one-time basis at support.greatdetectives.net. And I want to thank Shannon for supporting the show that way. You can also become one of our ongoing Patreon supporters for as little as $2 per month and get a regular newsletter from me, plus an opportunity to vote on our upcoming summer series for the amazing world of radio. Invited you become one of our Patreon supporters before April 1st. Go to patreon.greatdetectives.net. Well, now it's time for today's episode of Mystery is My Hobby, and the title is Tove Morelli, Bank Robber. Mystery is My Hobby. begins on a cold, blustery day last winter. Tobe Morelli, the notorious gangster, had staged a daring daylight holdup of the home national bank, needlessly shooting a half-dozen helpless bystanders, including three children. Tobe's accomplice was believed to be a woman named Maud, despite the fact that the police quickly threw out a dragnet and placed guards at all logical escape routes, the couple completely and mysteriously disappeared. The police, of course, had no way of knowing that the escaped criminals had become snowbound in a remote farmhouse far to the north. And though isolated, Morelli was able to keep in touch with the outside world by radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been officially stated that Barton Drake, crime expert, has been employed by Victor Stark, whose son, Johnny, age five, was wantonly shot to death last week in the lobby of the home national bank to aid in the nationwide search for the killers. In an interview tonight, Drake said that he and Inspector Noah Danton, his co-worker, were completely baffled as to who... those dumb cops. About time you got back, Maud. How's the copper? Hey, it's worse. Hey, Joe, we've got to do something. What do you mean, do something? Well, that young cop in the barn, Jerry Haynes, still got that bullet in his chest, you know. Oh, Tom, you shouldn't have shot him. No? What should I have done? He's a state trooper, ain't he? Came out here to ask us questions, didn't he? Get out of yourself, baby. But you can't get away with it, Tobe. They'll follow the footsteps of Jerry Haynes in the snow. In this storm, don't be a dope. Haynes was way off his beat. Might have holed up anywhere to sit out the storm. He won't be missed for days. Tobe, listen. Jerry's out of his head half the time with pain. I tell you, we've got to get him to a doctor. A doctor? You gone crazy or something? No, I'm not crazy, but Jerry's got a fever. Give him some of that medicine the old lady down the road brought up. It's <laughs> a laugh. She thinks it's me who's sick. Tobe, will you listen to me? Yeah, these corn crackers. Tell them anything and they believe it. They even think we're relatives of old man Botkins who used to own this dump. Dump cluck. Tobe, I, uh, I'm going to bring Jerry inside. Bring him in? Yeah. Listen, so we bring him inside. So old lady Ross and her husband come busting in here and we hear a guy yelling every time he gets a twinge of pain. Don't be a dope. But Tobe, it's cold out there in the barn. Forget it. Copper's all right. You got him wrapped up in blankets, haven't you? Yeah, I'll Then be... relax. You got our own selves to think about. The guy won't die. But that's just it. Toby will. 
will die unless we unless we get him to a doctor. And let him. What do we care? Come on, have a drink. Forget the copper. Can't forget him, Toby. He's dying, and the way he looks at me, I don't know, but it, it kind of reminds me of those kids back at the bank. Ah, nuts. I'll get some music. Lighten things up around here. Oh, Tobe. Yeah? Tobe, let's give ourselves up, huh? Was that you said, baby? Why, well, I, I just said let's give ourselves up. Well, they'll get us sooner or later. They always do, and... Then there's Jerry and... Listen to me, my blue-eyed pet. We're in this together. We're in it up to our necks. We're both seeing it through. Just because you happen to fall for that baby-faced cop ain't gonna make no difference, see? Ah, you're crazy. I didn't fall for I got other plans for that copper. Or I would have finished him off long ago. So we ain't getting soft and dreaming up ideas about giving ourselves up, see? Don't get sore, Tobe. Don't be thinking it. It'll be better, that's all. Maybe they'll go easy. You think too much, baby. I told you at the start I'd do the thinking for both of us. All you gotta do is make a noise like an ever-loving wife and leave the rest to me. Okay, Tom. Okay. Only... Only what? Only when do we get out of this lousy hole? When is it gonna stop snowing? And when do we... Shut up! Oh, I'm just scared, Tom, that's all. I, I didn't think it would be like this. I mean, all those killings and... Oh, we'll burn... Shut up, I said. And this Jerry, he's only a kid. He never hurt anyone. And he's going to die. And I told you to shut up. Oh. You talk, don't. So you don't like the way things are going, huh, pet? Oh, ain't that too bad? Well, you won't like this either. Oh, oh don't. Don't hit me again, Tom, please. Oh, oh let go of my arm. What are you going to do? I'm going to teach you that Tobe Morelli don't take no lip from no dame. No. Land of Goshen. Uh, what weather. I declare I never saw the light. Clarence, close the door. It's already closed. Well, I declare so it is. Now then, where's... Oh. Oh, there you are, Mr. Morelli. Hello, Mrs. Ross. Quite a snowstorm we're having. Uh, worst in 30 years. Why, Mrs. Morelli, you're as white as a sheet. Is anything wrong? No. No, I'm, I'm all right, Mrs. Ross. Oh, there. Now, you look peaked. Now, if there's anything I no, can please, do... No, please, I'm quite all right. Oh, you don't look all right to me. Now, you come on into the kitchen. Leave her I'll... alone. She's all right. Well, I declare. You men. Oh, now, come on. Don't you mind him, dear. You just come along with I me. I said leave her alone. Well, can't a body make a suggestion? Hey, Sherry, uh, how about that new medicine you brought along for Mr. Morelli's cold? Well, I declare I almost forgot. It's in my bag here. Hey, Sherry's a great hand for curing folks. She makes her own medicines out of herbs she digs in the summer. Oh, yes, and now here we are. Yeah. I call it Sarah Ross's Cure-All. Uh, get me a spoon, dearie, and we'll give some to your husband now. Oh, yeah, yeah, of course. My cold's all better. Oh, no, it isn't. Your voice is still hoarse. Now, one dose of my Cure-All will fix it up in jig time. Here's a spoon, Oh, thank you, dearie. Now, I'll just pour a little of this... I'm all right, I tell you. Oh, I'm the one to decide that. Now, open Now, listen, I don't want any of that stuff. Better in, son. Sarah ain't one to take no for an answer when there's curing to be done. Now, come on now. Open up. It'll be all over in a minute. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> there, it wasn't bad, was it? Oh, what? 
What is that stuff made of? Oh, you men. You're all alike. This baby's when it comes to taking medicine. <laughs> it sure kill that cherish idea. Now, take the bottle, dearie, and give that husband of yours a spoonful every hour. Thank you, Mrs. Ross. Very kind of you. And you better see to it gets plenty of rest. You ought to be in bed this minute. Well, Clarence, come on. Come along. Ain't it kind of bad weather for you two to be out? Well, yes, it is. But there's nothing we can do about it. Uh, Ruth said he was arriving on the afternoon train. Ruth? Who's he? Oh, a cousin, Ruth. Oh, in all excitement of making my new medicine, I must have forgot. Where's this Ruth from? Why, from Coldbrook, naturally. Our whole family's from Coldbrook. Everybody knows that. Yeah? What's his business? Why, he's a farmer, of course. I declare, Mr. Morelli, you sure can ask more questions. Ain't no more than you, Sherry. <laughs> hey, how's it seem to be up against someone who wants to know as much about folks as you do? Hmm. That'll be quite enough, Clarence Ross. Nah, don't go getting peeved now. <laughs> anyway, folks, Ruth's a nice young chap. Uh, I'll fetch him over to meet you. Now, listen, don't go bringing anyone here. You'll be here. very glad to meet your cousin, Mrs. Ross. Oh, thank you, my dear. And I know he'll like meeting you folks. Now, wait a minute. Mr. Morelli just... Well, he just doesn't want to expose anyone to his cold oh, rubbish. A big, stubborn fellow like Ruth catching cold? Wait till you see him. Well, Clarence, come on. We're late now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, say, I almost forgot about the snowplow. Snowplow? Yeah, East Bodkin's man used to live here, had one. Rigged it up to his tractor. Did a right smart job plowing. I was wondering if he left the old blade out in the barn. No, there's nothing, nothing out in the barn. Well, that's funny. Eve always kept it there. I was wondering if I took a there's look. There's nothing out. in the barn, I tell you. Well, maybe put in the tool house. There's nothing in the tool house either. Keep away from there. Well, okay. Yes, Eve must have sold it with his other stuff. Well, come along, Sherry. So long, folks. Bye. Drop in again soon. Oh, we will, dearie. And don't forget to give that husband of yours his medicine. Did can you see him? Yeah. He got a horse and sleigh. Do, do you think they'd suspect anything? Yeah, they ain't as dumb as they act. Who are you calling? Listen and find out. Operator. Give me the railroad station. What? Okay, give me the depot then. Hello? What time's the afternoon train arrive in Woodville? What? There ain't any, eh? Okay. There ain't any afternoon train. Yeah. Those country bumpkins were giving us a runaround. Oh, well, yeah, then they... yeah, take it easy, baby. Let me think. This roof guy. Yeah, that's it. It fits. What? Drake, the whole thing's a setup, see? The radio broadcast an announcement that Drake ain't got the first base. Then these yokels come in with a story about Cousin Roof arriving on the afternoon train. Well, there ain't no afternoon train. Sure, it adds up. Do you mean that Drake... Well, I mean, the, the police have found our hideout? Yeah, yeah, they found it. <laughs> it kills me. They found it, only they can't do anything, baby. They can't do a thing. <laughs> what do you mean? Well, why can't they? Oh, Tobe, what are you laughing at? I'm laughing because those dumb cops thought they could put one over on Tobe Morelli. Listen. I'm listening. You know why they don't come busting in here? No. Because that kid cops here, see? He came out of his own accord. We ain't even holding him prisoner. He can leave any time he wants. Drake figures Hames is still alive, and he's afraid of what might happen if he shows his hand. <laughs> it kills me. Baby, we're sitting pretty. Oh, Toby, you don't know what you're saying. If the police know we're here... Skip it, baby, <laughs> skip it. Go out in the barn and bring that copper in. Bring Jerry in? Oh, do you mean... Yeah, to... yeah, bring the copper in here where it's nice and warm. We can give him some of old lady Ross's cure-all medicine. Oh, Toby. Hey, that's wonderful. Yeah, bring the copper in here where I can keep an eye on him. 
They'll find out they can't put anything over on Phil Morelli. I'm too smart for them, them two rubes. Little Barton Drake finds out what I got in mind for them two rubes. It kills me. <laughs> well, here we are back, Mr. Drake. Safe and found. I'm glad to see you both, Mrs. Ross. Inspector Danton and I had begun to worry. Oh, nonsense. There's never need to worry about Clarence and me. There's plenty need where Morelli's concerned. That punk wouldn't stop at anything. Yeah, Sherry stopped him. Give him some of her special cure-all medicine. You mean you actually fed Morelli with a spoon? Of course. He insisted that his cold was better, but I'd have none of it. Can't believe it. <laughs> Listen, you're quite certain that Morelli and his woman are giving the medicine to young Jerry Haynes. I'm positive. Where else could it be going? That Miss Morelli isn't taking it. He's no more sick than I am. Yeah, that's what made us suspicious in the first place. But we let him think that we believed their story about being relatives of East Bodkins. We know Eve and his family for years. He never had any relatives look like them. Well, so when we heard about the bank holdup and those three innocent children being shot, we told Gary. He went on up to Bodkin's place, and a little later, we thought we heard a shot. Yeah, I wanted to go over and see what happened, but Sherry wouldn't let me. Said I'd only get shot, too. Yes, and very likely you would have. It was smart to notify the police instead. If for a second, Morelli thought that you'd become suspicious. I'm afraid it would have been all over for both you and Jerry. Morelli's about as low and ruthless as they come. He'd do anything to save his own hide. Well, I'm sure they don't suspect us. No, 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 no. They think we're just a couple of nosy country bumpkins. Still, we can't be too careful. We'd better wait a day or two before we take any action. Oh, you can't do that. Jerry may be dead by then. They're keeping him out in the barn. Out in the barn? Yes, we're sure of it. If he'd been in the house, we'd be bound to hear him. The barn's the only other place I could have him. Hey, what's more, Morelli wouldn't let me set foot in the barn or the tool shed when I asked him about East Old Snowplow. That, Morelli, it's going to be a pleasure to get my hands on him. Inspector, Mrs. Ross is right. If Jerry is hidden in that barn, we have to act now, tonight. That suits me fine. Mrs. Ross, uh, did you mention to Morelli that your cousin Ruth was arriving this afternoon for a visit? Yes, I did. Furthermore, I told him that we were bringing Ruth over to see him. Splendid. Inspector... Go into the kitchen and call the state troopers, Barracks and uh, Anderson. Be careful what you say. This phone's on a party line. Tell them the time is 8 tonight. I'll take care of it. Don't worry. Mrs. Ross, as soon as it gets dark, you and I and your husband will go over and pay the Morellis a visit. Right. I'll play the part of your cousin Ruth. Yeah, shall I bring along my gun, Mr. Drake? Oh, well, only if you have a revolver that you can keep well concealed. Now, while we're talking to Morelli and his woman, Inspector Danton will go into the barn and bring out Jerry... Jerry Haynes. Every time I think of poor Jerry lying out there in that cold barn, I could cry. Yes. Well, as soon as Inspector has Jerry safely away, he'll come up to the house. And that's when we jump early. Boy, and I can hardly wait. Well, that's taken care of. The troopers will have the place surrounded by 7.30. Excellent. Now, listen, all of you. The important thing is to get Jerry safely away. If Morelli gets the smallest suspicion what we're up to or who we are, none of us are apt to get out of there alive. Uh, Mr. and Mrs. Ross, are you quite sure you want to go through with this? You bet we do. Well, I'd risk anything to save Jerry. You can count on us, all right, Mr. Drake. Thank you. We'll leave here in exactly uh, two hours.
tonight, police headquarters had no clues that would indicate the whereabouts of the bank robbers and child murderers. Barton Drake, crime expert, who has been assigned to the case, made a final statement to the press tonight in which he declared that both he and Inspector Noah Danton Turn had abandoned the search at least until some contact... Barton Drake, a two-time copper stooge. Thinks he can put one over on Tobe Morelli. Did you see anything outside, Tobe? Plenty. Lucky thing we'll be getting out of here tomorrow. Bottle's almost empty. Toby, are they out there? Who? Well, Drake and Inspector Noah Danton. Not yet. Mm. Nobody out there, baby, but about two dozen state troopers. Toby! Yeah, two dozen state troopers. <laughs> Get that, honey, two dozen. That's what Tobe Morelli rates. So what are we going to do? Do? Why, honey, ain't you got it figured out yet? Toby, you're not going Knock to... Knock off, Hames? <laughs> No, baby, I ain't going to knock off Ames. Not unless it comes to a showdown. What do you mean, showdown? I mean this, baby. Ames is laying there in the next room, see? He's alive. Outside, the snow stopped and it's nice and quiet. So quiet that if a man stood in the open doorway and yelled, he'd be heard a mile or so away, maybe. Stood in the doorway and yelled? Who, who are you going to yell to? I ain't, baby. Drake is. Them Rosses are going to bring him up here, see? They're going to introduce him as Cousin Ruth. <laughs> the last. Bart and Drake playing a country rube. <laughs> Tell, tell me. Look, what is Drake... Just got? this, baby. I'm holding a gun on him. See, right smack at his head. Then I tell Mr. Bart and Drake to call off his dogs or else. Get it, baby? You'd shoot a helpless man just to save your own skin? That's it, baby. I'd shoot a helpless man to save my own skin, and Drake knows I would. Why? Because I'm Tobe Morelli. That's why I got a reputation. Morelli, you're, you're rotten. Baby, you're getting out of line. You know that? You're getting out of line and I don't like it, see? I don't care what you like. No I... dame talks like that to Tobe Morelli. Nobody, see? That's <laughs> oh. just a sample, baby. Just a... What's that? It's them. The Rosses and Cousin Rue. Okay, baby, this is it. And listen, be smart. Life's sweet, baby. Remember that. Life's sweet. Okay, Tobe. Standing here where I can see through to the next room where Hames is. So let him in. Mrs. Morelli? He's here. Ruth's here. And we brought him right over. Yeah, well, that's fine, Mrs. Ross. Uh, won't you come in? Hello, Mr. Ross. Oh, hello there, Mrs. Morelli. Where's that sick husband of yours? What? How you doing, old timer? How are you? <laughs> How are you, you mean? Taking all that cure-all medicine yet, huh? <laughs> this is Ruth, Mrs. Morelli. Say howdy, Ruth. Howdy, ma'am. Howdy. How do you do? <laughs> and that there uh, sick-looking critter over there is Mr. Morelli. Well, that's Cousin Ruth, eh? Howdy, Mr. Morelli. Uh, Ruth just couldn't wait to meet you folks. Is that so? Yeah, made us bring him right over. Howdy, folks. Hey, can't he say anything beside howdy? <laughs> Not much, I reckon. Well, <laughs> Ruth never was one to talk much. Hey, it makes his words count, though, don't you, Ruth? Yeah. <laughs> see what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I see, all right. Well, where do we go from here? Why, Mr. Morelli, what do you mean? Well, now Ruth's had a gander at me and my old lady. What do we do? Well, um, I thought we might just sit and visit a while. So that's the gimmick, eh? Gimmick? Uh, please sit down, Mrs. Ross, and, and you gentlemen, too. Oh, thank you, dearie. Hey, come on over here, Morelli, where we can be sociable together. Huh? I'm staying here. Well, if you don't want to be polite... Tell us about yourself, Ruth. Been a farmer very long? Yep, all my life. That's so. Never done nothing else? Huh? No. Never thought you'd like to be, uh, well, a, a detective, maybe. 
the idea. Roof a detective. <laughs> yeah, Morelli, you sure think up some funny ones. Yeah. yeah, I'm a very funny guy. How about it, Roof? Detecting's out of your line, huh? Well, I declare, Mr. Morelli, you're embarrassing Cousin Roof with those silly questions. Yeah, I can see I am. Seems like you can't talk no more. Lost your tongue, Roof? Don't stop it. Shut up, baby. Well, come on, Roof. Say something. Oh, what was that? Just what you think it was, honey. Sit still, Barton Drake. Good gosh, she knows. Yes, I'm afraid he's known all along. You bet I have, Drake. <laughs> the great Barton Drake. I wish now <laughs> I'd grabbed him this morning. Be careful, Mr. Ross. Morelli would just as soon shoot that gun that he's holding as not. That's right. Tell him, Drake, you're smart. You know that told Morelli don't stand for no fooling. Well, Mr. Morelli, you might as well know it now as any time. You haven't got a chance of escaping. The house is completely surrounded by state troopers. You don't say, dearie. My, my. All right, Morelli. What's the deal? See, Drake, he knows. He's heard of Tobe Morelli before. Well, the deal is this, Drake. Open that door and yell out to your bloodhounds to go home. Why the idea? Don't you do any such thing, Mr. Drake. Don't worry, Sherry. Mr. Drake wouldn't do that. And if I refuse, Morelli? You won't refuse, Drake. Because why? Because right in there in the next room where I can see him is that poor, helpless state cop. You folks wouldn't want anything to happen to him, now, would you? Why, you dirty... Stand back, Ross. I have half a mind to box your ears, Mr. Morelli. Try it. Well, Drake? Morelli, I didn't think even you could sink that low. That ain't half as low as I can sink. Come on, get moving. And if the troopers obey my orders, then what? Then more than me takes the sleigh and gets out of here. And young Hames? Kid goes with us. Oh, no. To the next town. You can pick him up there tomorrow morning. How can you expect us to believe that? How do we know that you won't... Won't murder Jerry. You don't. You take it or leave it. You scoundrel. He's right, Mrs. Ross. We have no choice. Okay, Morelli, you win. I'll open the door. Get in up, Morelli! Don't shoot him, Spectre, young James! time you got a break. Next time you ain't gonna be so lucky. You brute. I only wish I'd brought along my double-barrel shotgun. All right, Drake. Time's getting short. Get to that door. What's the deal, Bart? Morelli wants me to order the state troopers out of the place. If I refuse, he's going to shoot young Haynes. Why, that dirty... Are you gonna do it? No, Inspector. I don't think I am. Listen, cut out the kidding, Drake. I'm not kidding, Morelli. But, Mr. Drake, if you don't do as he said... There's no other way, Drake. I think there is. What the devil are you talking about? You try any funny stuff and I... Really, there's one thing you overlooked. There's one weak point in your whole plan. You're crazy. It's the best gag I ever dreamed up. Is it? Does Maud think so, too? Maud? What are you talking about? She's a woman, Morelli. Murdering in cold blood is out of her line. How about it, Maud? What Tove does don't make no difference to me. Oh, yes, it does. If it didn't, you'd have let young Hames die. Instead of that, you nursed him and kept him alive the way a woman should. Hey, you're crazy. Do what Tove says. If I don't, Maud, Morelli's going to murder that kid in there. He's going to shoot him in cold blood, the way he shot down those innocent children at the bank. You think you could stand by and see that happen, Maud? Yeah. Call off the troopers, you fool. Hames is young, Maud. He's clean and honest. He's the kind of boy you might have fallen in love with and married if you hadn't met up Drake, with Drake, I'll knock you off. Morelli's got the same plans for you that he has for Hames, Maud. You know too much. You'll be in his way after you've served his purpose. I don't believe it. Why, Tove... You're me. a woman, Maud. You didn't want to get mixed up in all this killing, did you? Morelli promised you there wouldn't be any killing. 
You kept that kid alive because giving life is a woman's job, not taking stop it. Stop it! Stop You're it! Gotta get it, Drake. Right where Hames is getting. You see, Maud? He's going to shoot Jerry in cold blood. The boy you nursed back to health and fell in love with. Oh, no, no. Keep back, Drake. You're standing very close to Morelli, Maud. You could knock that gun out of his hand. This is it, Maud. I'm going after Morelli. It's up to you. Drake, you lousy cop. Oh. You got him, Inspector. Contrary, Inspector, I, I think Maud knew what she was doing. This is the way she wanted it. The way she wanted it? Why, you mean that... Yes, Maud knew Morelli would shoot her, but she saved the life of young Jerry Haynes. I think Maud planned it this way. Oh, thank heaven, thank heaven. Well, Inspector, you better go out and tell Captain Melvin that everything has turned out satisfactorily. Okay. Oh, uh, Bart. Yes, Inspector. Bart, I... Well, sometimes I might have kidded you some. I mean, well, I never saw anything much braver than the way you walked toward Morelli. Oh, come, come, Inspector. You know there was only one reason for that. Yeah, I know. That's it, Inspector. Mystery is my hobby. Welcome back. Well, that was something different. It's probably one of the weaker episodes of the series. And I don't say that just because this is not the typical thing that I I care for. I will say that Gerald Moore, uh, who playing uh, Tobe Morelli, did go ahead and put as much as he could into the role and I think gives a performance that uh, even though his uh, character is over the top as a villain, he gives it as much as any person uh, possibly could. And the solution to this case that involves Art essentially throwing himself and the life of the police officer on Maud doing her duty as a woman quote-unquote, is certainly a unique ending. The statements about women not uh, being into cold-blooded murder seem a bit odd given what we've heard in the 50-plus episodes of Mystery is My Hobby that we played. Though this might be a case where it doesn't matter what Barton Drake believes, but rather what Maud believes. That said, if I made a top 10 list of Mystery is My Hobby episodes, this wouldn't end up on it. Now we turn to listener comments and feedback, and we start with Shannon. And uh, Shannon uh, emails in and says, I spent probably the last one and a half years binging all the great detective shows, Thanks for bringing these gems back to life, not only by replaying them, but also your insight into the history. I'm now binging the war, which is awesome. Uh, Well, thank you so much, uh, Shannon. I appreciate your support, and uh, thanks for the note. Also, uh, we do have some listener comments regarding the first of our Twice Told Tales specials, and we'll start with uh, the emails and uh, the... The first one comes from Bishop Andrew, who writes, 
Dear Adam, what a treat. One of my favorite scripts, back-to-back. -back. Brilliant. I thought your an analysis of the two versions was spot on. Wish we could get Rocky and Sam into the Jeff Regan cast. Uh, Hans Conrad is always fun to listen to and made a far better match, as you said. I like the Jeff Regan stories, but the character is really nasty. Rocky and Sam, on the other hand, are really good people, and it is so much more pleasant to spend time with them. So, again, thanks for this trait. And then uh, also from Kate, who writes, Hi, Adam, I love this episode, which included two different shows with the same sort of script. This was fascinating. I hope uh, you'll do more of this. Many thanks for the podcast. Well, thank you so much, Kate. And uh, then we also received some feedback on Facebook. And uh, we'll start with this comment from Jen. This was great. I love the comparison. Rocky Jordan was cleaner, and I could understand the characters better. I love Rocky. Thank you so much for, uh, for this. As a retired actress and scriptwriter, I enjoyed this a lot. Please do it again. Uh, David writes, I always think it would be fun to do this sort of comparison whenever you mention a script reuse, but never get around to doing it. I think the Jeff Regan version works better, if only because the Rocky Jordan version is just so obviously a script from another show rather than a typical Rocky Jordan script. But it's always nice to hear the chemistry between Rocky and Sam. Look forward to hearing more of these. And uh, Peyton, or um, I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly, uh, observe simply, recycle and reuse. It's good for the environment and for old-time radio. Uh, true enough. And then uh, also over on Twitter, I uh, received a tweet. Love the show, and I thought this concept was great. Uh, I've always meant to go back and listen to some of the older shows when you mentioned a script was recycled, but uh, never remember to do it. Please keep these coming as specials. Uh, thanks for all you do. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate everybody's feedback and really uh, encourage that the reaction so far uh, to the special has been uh, very positive. Well, now I want to go ahead and thank our Patreon supporter of the day. Thank you to Elise, Patreon supporter since December, currently supporting us at the uh, Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Well, that will actually do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for yours truly, Johnny Dollar. And then we'll be back next Thursday with another episode of Mystery is My Hobby. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Radio Detectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.